interrogation of a hip-hop album where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums put them on the stand see if they stood the test of time now let's see who we got on the stand today dun dun <laughs> welcome to another episode of rap in order i'm first class reg i'm touring and b and uh today we're getting into an artist that i really have an, i've grown an affinity for especially during uh lockdown um is when i really dove deep into this guy's music it's uh, Larry June, Larry June, and the project is called Mr. Midnight. So um, with Larry June, he's an independent artist. He's from the Bay Area. Um, in 2019 alone, this guy released four different projects, but then in 2020, he released six projects. <laughs> and in total, he's released maybe 19 to 20 um, projects. And um, he's 30 years old, promotes the healthy lifestyle. He has these catchphrases that work for him. Um, he has a clothing line. He he have, yeah. yeah, sock it to me. <laughs> um, he has he has a bunch of different cool slogans, and I think he just uh, he's really focused on like you know the, I have one of his shirts on too, healthy. Okay, on the healthy lifestyle. Um, and and he's dope. He makes really dope Bay Area rider music. Um, it's very similar to I would say Dom Kennedy. Yeah, right. Um, this was like I guess your proper introduction to Larry, right? Uh yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, um since since the pandemic has started, Reg has been on a journey of getting healthier, getting in better shape. He is training to run a marathon, which we're all very proud about, and we're going to cheer him on whenever he chooses to Did you pick a marathon yet or no? No, no, not yet. Okay. Yeah, but when yeah. he chooses, like we're gonna be out there with signs and everything like that, cheering him on. So I'm listening to this brother, and I'm realizing that Reg has stole Larry June's whole fucking flow, bar for bar. Like, nah, like he, yo, I'm listening, and I'm like, wait a second, hold on. And then I go, like, I Google the nigga, and like, I go, like, look up stuff on him on YouTube. I'm like, oh, I see what's going on now. <laughs> Reg, like, like, Reg is, like, really diving into the lifestyle of this. Like, this, this, this Tony Robbins rap nigga. <laughs> Right. So after, so after I got after I got past all that stuff, um, what I really liked is him being from the Bay Area and him following tradition um, of E40, Too Short, MC Hammer, Mac Dre, Kamaya, um, even G Easy before like he really got big, like selling selling stuff out of the back 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 of his car, mm -hmm. um, being independent, um, being not being tied down to a label, and kind of just doing things his way, right? So if I had to give you guys, you know, for you kids who might be too young to know the artist that I just named, he's kind of like in the same breath as like a currency mm -hmm. um, where like he puts out the music himself. He's self-made. He's very pro-business. And he's also like a health nut. Um, I looked up that boy is uh, going to open up his own like orange farm and orange company and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, he has his own coffee shop out there. Yeah. Like I just mm -hmm. think, I just think that like I... I saw it and like there was like no negativity, anything like that. And I just thought that was dope. And like, you know, he's from the Bay. So it just it just makes it all the more satisfying 
to like hear like this dude talking, and I'm pretty sure if shit did get staticky, he could take it there. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a pleasant surprise. Like I just when Red said, I was like, "Who the fuck?" Like okay, and then it just it just. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been listening to. Uh, I forgot how I stumbled upon Larry's music. I think it had to do with uh with curating free lunch. So. When we curate free lunch every week, what I like to do, one of my personal favorites to do is just to look for artists I never heard of. So Larry June has like this common theme with all of his albums and tapes that has like a car on it that he that he's uh, that he has that he loves or whatever, you know, that he has an affinity for. So I see and I dug into it. I played one of his records and I was like, yo, this is dope. He has like these um, catchy, you know, ad libs that we talked about. But then. You know, I wanted to see what was, what else was further. So I did like my Googles and I came across everything that you did pretty much where like he's like this health nut and everything. And I think it was like this crossroads of like where I kind of was of like all the things that I was like gradually into and like biking and smoothies and working out and all of that shit really came to fruition for me mostly in 2020, which is kind of where I discovered Larry June's music. And I was like, yo, this guy is like into all the shit I like. And then he makes it sound cool. So like um, he'll rap about the most simple shit, but make it sound cool. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Mm -hmm. Let me dig into his shit. And then I'm like, wow, he has all these fucking projects out. Like, why isn't he? And I think now is when he's coming into his own fully because a lot more people are getting, you know, put onto him. Um, and I think it's only going to get bigger from there because we'll like, and he drops these short and sweet projects. I think this project, for example, is only 10 tracks. So every album that he's released kind of sticks to that sweet spot of 10, maybe 11 or 12. Um, and I think that's really a good spot for him. Anything more than that will probably be too much, especially with the subject matter, because it's not heavy. It doesn't dig deep. He chooses tracks here and there to dig a little deeper on, but you know, for the most part, it's surface level, really cool, laid back music. Yo, um, I just have, I just, I don't, I'm just blown away, Reg. <laughs> so, so the album kicks off and also is produced entirely by Cardo, who is a really special producer, in my opinion. I think he, he has one of these skills as a producer that's really special. I think, um... He has a skill where he's able to tap into how the artist makes music, and and that's really special. I think most producers, they probably give you a beat pack and just be like choose, but I think Cardo really fleshes out how he works with these with these artists. Cause like, seen it all from Jeezy and Hove is produced by Cardo, but then you listen to this project and you have no inkling of that at all. Like he, it's all cowbells on this, like it, and it sounds amazing. Um. And it's all Bay Area. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we can dig into it, though. Uh, like I said, it's all produced by Cardo. Smoothies at Midnight is what it, sound, it starts off with. The first thing I wrote when I was listening to it was, Red stole this man's whole flow. <laughs> I just I just couldn't believe it. Um, nah, this is a, it's a very, way to, uh, very dope way to start the album off. Um also, that was another thing I wanted to touch on, like his affinity for cars. I'm, I'm repeating what Red said, but I think it's really dope because you have <clears throat> Dom Kennedy, you have um, Currency, um, you have uh, Big Crit. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Tyler Crate and Frank Ocean are very much in the cars too. Yeah. But they kind of like they they kind of like 
pay homage and ode to cars a different way. Mm-hmm. But like those particular artists that I just named, like all I have like their their niches with different like ways of like like letting us know their love for like certain kinds of cars. Yeah. So you know, opening it up and a smoothie at midnight, it kind of just feels like you're in like a drop top. Yeah, like yeah. Northern California, and you know, like you go to like a Sonic or something like that, get mm-hmm. you a smoothie, and like you just riding around the bay. Yeah, so that's that's kind of vibe that I got from it. Also, there is there is a lot of like of everybody from the bay. I think there's a lot of sugar free and too short in his rapping because there's a lot of pimping in there. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, this song also, um, I wanted to note that uh, this song samples a really great Isley Brothers song by the name of Sensuality. Mm. Um, and Cardo just kind of has it on a loop with the bass and the cowbells, and it's fucking magic. Um, so that's that's what it is for that song. Organic Mud mm. is the second song, and in his own way, he's talking about you know taking rap more serious. You know, you get little splices of how Larry is as an artist as far as like the serious sides, but he mixes it in with a lot of joking and laid back shit. So like from this song, the example I took that he's uh. It's him talking about, you know, getting it out the mud and um, taking rap more serious and not trapping no more, which is like his whole thing. I took it for like a metaphor of like, yeah, mud is dirty, but like organic mud is like the purest. Yeah. And like the best kind. So from that, from this song, like that's what I took of it. Like from what I'm what I'm learning, like he's he's kind of like the opposite of a lot of things that like rappers promote. Mm-hmm. Like even like with Biggie, like he loved Pe- Pepsi and Welch's grapes and mm-hmm. shit like that, and like he liked smoking blunts, mm-hmm. which isn't good for you. Um, and I think that like he's basically kind of promoting like a very like healthy lifestyle in hip hop, mm-hmm. saying that like you can indulge in a lot of things, but like do it the healthy way. Even like talking about real estate, like yeah. so I just I, like I I'm gonna be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm still kind of like floored and in awe. Like I didn't even text raise my thoughts on the album. I just wanted to wait till I like I saw him to I say that. I couldn't wait. I yeah. couldn't wait because like when we were initially gonna do another album, and um, and I was like, "Yo, this would be." He said the other artists, and I was like, "Yo, this would be a great opportunity to do a Larry June album." Because I brought him up before, but I know like, you know, you gotta like properly introduce artists to Torian because like he'll listen, but like you know, but with this album, I was like, "Yo, this would be a great launching pad for him to like listen to Larry June and just see what he about." Um. So this was like a perfect intake for that. Um, this this is followed by Tracy, California. Um, it's produced by Cardo, of course. It has this amazing Sade loop of uh, Hold On To Your Love. Yeah. And um, this is a fucking banger. I think, I think this song could have been bigger. It's mm. so good. What you think? Fuck that pussy. What do you say? Fuck that pussy, bitch. I want I a Bitcoin. I want a Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. That's your pussy. You can do what you want. Consent, yeah. you know? Yeah. Support. Um, yeah, no, this 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 is a great song. I think, I think for what it was, and um fits into the laid back fold so well. I wish he did. I wish uh kind of wish Dom Kennedy was on this song. This is his kind of bob. I feel like he was just busy with his kids. <laughs> like these West Coast, yo, West Coast rappers are like very interesting to me because West Coast rappers don't, they don't be pressed for none of this shit. Mm-mm. It seems like West Coast rappers, like they'll put out, and I'm not saying all of them because I know that there are some West Coast rappers that are struggling, but the ones that do good, do good and don't need, don't worry about shit. It seems like they already got other hustles and like the rap is like what put them 
over the over the hump, like yeah. to be comfortable and be able to like become like full on businessmen because Dom Kennedy by no means is like a superstar, but like he's living very comfortably and like it seems like he's not hurting for shit. It's the comfort level of it, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I feel like in a lot of ways, Larry June is the same way. He moves very much in a way of like, yo, I'm independent, you know. If niggas want to check for me, cool, but I'm making money. He just wants enough to sustain yeah, the like lifestyle that he likes. It's, it's fucking interesting. Um, you know, but nonetheless, Tracy California is a bop. Feeling good today. Another great moon music joint, like, and it speaks all, all to it in the title, you know? Really, really, who needs a record deal when you know how to get it is, like, literally what he's about, and Yo, he says that the, in the song. I feel like that's the motto of the Bay Area. Yeah. And, like, I know it's funny, like, people make fun of MC Hammer, but MC Hammer really was selling records out of his trunk and was able to get, like, this lucrative-ass deal mm-hmm. with with the label that signed him because I believe it was Interscope. Um, yeah, um, to... Be able to just do whatever he want because he was like, yo, I'm selling so many records out of my trunk. And they was like, yeah, but you could, like, like this is only like in a portion of the United States. We we want to get you worldwide, and that's mm-hmm. what happened. And um, I just feel like it's just tradition up there. Like I don't yeah. know what it is. Like I and I actually, you know what? It, it's funny because Master P went to the Bay, and that's what he learned how to. Oh, hustle. that's true. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. a lot of people think that like Master P like made his bones in New Orleans. Like no, he's from New Orleans. But he moved to California and actually learned how to hustle and sell records. And that's like, true. That's kind of like what then got he him started. A, he had a store. Right? Yeah, he had a record right store as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think that it's something about the Bay Area where it kind of gives you a different kind of hustle, mm-hmm. and that's I, I that's very um, interesting to me because when you think of like California, you just think of like just chilling. Yeah. You don't think of like that, that hustle bustle kind of kind of mode. But then also, I guess to maintain that that laid back feel. You hustle so that you can have that, you know, Mm -hmm. ultimately at the end as a reward for Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, Oranges on a Jet features Currency. This beat is hard. I haven't heard Currency rap like this in a while. Um, He absolutely blacked on this. And these are like two titans in in this world of uh, of mixtapes and independence kind of meeting and colliding the way that they did. Currency is another one that released this fucking four or five projects a year and no bit he doesn't like promote his projects on in a huge way he just puts them out they do what they do and he's like all right well got another project coming yeah. end of this week and it's like what nigga you didn't yeah i feel like you just if you're a fan like you won't you won't get word yeah it like it is what it is and i like that about currency he he just releases a lot of fucking music and some of his albums i really like other ones it's like all right whatever but then he'll have these projects that come out, and I think this is what Larry's working for, where you get all the respect and acclaim without having to sell your image too much and and be so in your face about it. Because mm-hmm. that's what currency has. Like he has the respect of, of the industry. I wonder what happened. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, how's currency's relationship with Wayne? They're good. Yeah, they're good. They 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 had their falling out. Mm-hmm. But like they're good now. Like I, they were um because Wayne went to a Pelicans game and like Currency is like a diehard Orleans Pelicans fan. Yeah, yeah. And like they like dapped it up and I, and like I believe there's been other instances. I just think that there's like no space for them to like need to like work together again and stuff like that. But like they're good. Like they mm. they they made peace and everything like that. Okay. And I think what happened was is like Currency like went his own way and like didn't wasn't like bitter towards Wayne. Yeah. Because from what I see with Wayne. 
if you like not on that shit, Wayne not on that shit. Mm-hmm. Like only person that I, I think to this day that Wayne just never gonna fuck with is Pusha T. Okay. Cause even him, like you know, what I'm saying, like, even though like Gilly the Kid kind of like I was gonna mention Gilly made that too. shit weird, but like he dapped Gilly up and then Gilly like kind of made it bad again. Because, like, Gilly, like, tried to, like, make it seem like Wayne was scared. Like, there was, like, a clip of, like, Wayne just smiling at him. They were at Deion Sanders, like, um, um, where his team, his football team trains and, like, works out. And it was all love. I just think, I just, I I, I truly think that. I think for Wayne, like, he don't really care. Like, I think, like, Wayne, Wayne is like, I'm a fucking millionaire. Yeah, Wayne don't get, Wayne, yeah, there's a lot of, there's not many things that ruffle Wayne anymore, I think. Yeah. If it has to do with sports, yeah. Like yeah, that shit that he yeah. wrote about Mark Cuban was crazy. Yeah, he took he said, I'll piss in your mouth. <sighs> That's insane. Like, you know what kind of like like he wrote that from here. Like yeah. he like He meant that. Jesus. He I, meant I, that I was shit. thinking like, yo, I wonder what like Mark Cuban's friends that saw that thought, like, are you are you gonna be okay? Like Mark Cuban like, <laughs> like Mark Cuban frequent like frequents around black people. So I think Mark Cuban was like, nah, I think I just made him really mad. Yeah. <laughs> That's just his way of expressing it. Yeah. Um uh, so Orange is on a jet is followed by ASC McLaren, um, another one of his one of his cars. Okay. <laughs> so all right, he wraps up beat a little bit. Mm-hmm. He got a little silk to shock in him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he okay. does. But like, I think I don't know because I like it. And I liked when Silk the Shocker did it in a way. I love when Silk the Shocker wrapped up beat. Like I, I'm mad that like he don't do shit now. I don't know what the fuck he would do now. You want him to rap now? Yes. <laughs> I promise you, I Silk the Shocker, please, please. That would be interesting. We did a fucking Silk the Shocker album. I would love to Char- do a Silk Char- the Shocker to the game. Was I would cool. love to do a Silk the Shocker album. But he don't. Album. He doesn't take it to that to that level. I think on ASC McLaren. No, no, no. It was actually the track before this where he raps completely off beat, and then the beat stops, and he goes, "Keep going, Larry," and like he just gets back on beat. And I'm like, "All right, so I guess he's aware of it." Um. But no, ASC McLaren's a cool, it's a cool listen. Um, he takes everything that we do, like I said, as adults and put this modern take and kind of just makes it sound cool. Like he celebrates making his smoothie on here. He goes, my smoothie came out perfect. Mm-hmm, that's him. Make sure my house clean. I'll be sweeping and shit. Like it's like just normal, regular day to day. You, but domestic you, shit. I feel like you to make adulthood better, you kind of like got to do that. You got to like celebrate the, the small wins. Yeah. To make the day better, uh, uh, and to not become like a uh, a bitter adult. Yeah, yeah. And Pay even, rent today, I'll go me. Yeah, exactly. Like, shit like, like that. you got to celebrate yourself. So like even even speaking to that, um, he had this story about like how how some of his um his ad libs came to fruition. So like one of them is a. Uh, Good job, Larry. Like, and he was like, "Well, none of the labels." He was like in a rut because none of the labels were like taking him and taking him seriously. And he got dropped by Warner because they weren't taking him seriously. And um, so he made it like an effort to celebrate himself every time he does something that like he sees as like a good, you know, a good reach for himself. So and he just started you. saying, "Keep going, Larry. Good job, Larry." Like shit, like that, just help. to himself. Yeah, just to himself. Or like yee like that came from <laughs> him trying to do like the Michael Jackson ad lib, and that shit came out like that. Right. <laughs> I was listening, and I had to run it back. Like, nah, he ain't yeah. just <laughs> yee Did you see the? He has like merch that say yee No, all of it is making sense now. <laughs> actually, I'm gonna I'm buy I'm gonna buy some some merch. Actually, yeah, now. he I'm has he has it. a yee uh fucking rug. 
That yo. shit. That shit is crazy. Yo, that's mad funny. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm gonna buy some Larry June um, merch. Um, Look at this shit. And somebody got it on a wall. Wow. I know that's insane. Wow, it's four hundred dollars. Um, wow, four hundred. That's insane. That's I'm gonna buy some merch. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a Larry June T-shirt. Yeah, he has some dope shit. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I digress. So like, he has a lot of everything that he says is kind of like off the cuff and like sock it to me. Like all of that shit is like it's fun to hear, but then he actually has reasons for saying all of that he shit. Has, yeah, he has all these sayings um that are like super off the cuff, but like he has reasons for saying them. So. I thought that was pretty cool and like um you know to the point you know mm-hmm. um he also has like this chain that's designed it has like the Whole Foods design <laughs> but it's his it's his label under it so it's like really subtle nuances that he that he's into that are cool um <laughs> so ASC McLaren is followed by Mr Midnight um which is him on a late night creep just reflecting on life um I feel like if I had a car this would be my shit. This actually makes me want like music like this makes me want to get a car and learn how to drive. Um, That's I can't believe you don't <laughs> like you don't know how like I like I couldn't say you're not having a car you don't know how to drive right yeah no so I say that I don't know how to drive because it's just been forever that I've been behind the wheel so I, I basically don't know how to drive okay All yeah, right. yeah. Give you that. okay but I know I know if I get behind a, a car you know I could figure it out but I've never driven in New York I'll say. That. <clears throat> And I know driving in New York is like a different kind of beast. So <laughs> one time I tricked Sarah. <laughs> we wow. was coming home, and I was like, "All right, I just want you to get in the car just to get a feel for it." And then, like, I looked around, I was like, "Oh my God, drive!" <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. How did she react to that? She drove. Like, did she panic? Yeah, she was so bad at it. Oh my God! I was like, "No, nah, you can't stop. You stop. What are we gonna do?" I was like, "You just gotta do it." I kind of treated it like throwing a kid in the pool, but it, it, it definitely went the wrong oh, way. Oh shit. Drive, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, no, I don't know how I'll react to that. I, that would fucking... It was a straight shot down First Avenue. Oh, oh man, my okay. God. That's not bad. According to her, though, it was just bad, but, yeah. <laughs> is she learning how to drive still? Yeah. Okay, learned. good. Um, Mr. Midnight is followed by Still Active. Another classic instant bop, you know. Not much to say about this one here. You see the consistency with the layouts of these of these tracks. Yeah. They kind of all bleed into each other really well. I, and that's the benefit of working on one producer. I really hope that uh, I get credited for calling him the Tony Robbins of rap. Yeah, he's kind of... He's been... I've never heard him referred to as the Tony Robbins of rap, so you might have that. He's He's been referred to as... Damn, I can't think of the self-help dude's name. The other self-help dude's name. Um, but I'll get to it. I'll look it up. But he is on that cuff. Like, he's very much, like, the motivational without being preachy. Um, and you still got to sound cool because you're a rapper, you know? So he makes it work. Six Hustles, which follows this, might be my favorite song on this. Um, maintaining the focus and staying active like the one before it. Motivational, like I said, without being preachy. Um, and just getting into the hustles that he's into that are legal you know so i fuck with it um no nah, he he kind of like broke it down and like i i i guess i'm a fan now so i gotta like dive into his other projects and stuff because it's something that he understands the power of like music not just rap just music in general and if you look at what nipsey hustle was on there's a lot of like obviously nipsey was a gang member slaw some crips but uh he just was able to 
motivate people to read things. Like I've read all the books on Nipsey Hussle's um, book list that he has that, that you need to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I've like got into the stock market because of Nipsey Hussle, so I'm pretty sure with Larry June, if, like somebody yeah, like that's um, like all his stickers coming off. Okay, but uh, you know, if all of that stuff with Larry June is is like true, and that's who he really is, I think I don't see any reason why he can't he can't get the same traction. Like I get that, like people, Nipsey got a lot of people's ears through his gangster music, but mm-hmm. like once he got it, like it was it was on and popping. And I think Larry June kind of has the potential to do that. Yeah. So I guess I'll join the bandwagon with you, Reg, and uh, try to make more people fuck with Larry June yeah. because uh, yeah, he he. <laughs> um, I'm I'm with it. Um, yeah. So, uh, and the album kind of ends off. Well, it does end off with "Strippers and Chances," which features Jay Worthy, uh, another another really good artist. That's kind of yeah. That's like is that like his boy or yeah? So he's worked with Jay Worthy. He actually his most recent um, project is with Jay Jay Worthy, who's okay. like a um, he's a producer and um, and a rapper as far as and with London Drugs, which is like also in that circle. Once you get into like these guys, it's like a whole chain of them that make music that is similar. Um, Strippers and Chances is dope. It's like, you know, it's a perfect strip club song. Yeah. Hence the name. Um, Cardo, you know, I think people need to appreciate Cardo more. Like I said at the top of this, I think um, he can give you any mood that you're looking for as a producer. And that's really rare, I think. Um, it, It definitely beats just getting a beat tape. That's so that's so disconnected from the artist, um, and this that's why him and, <clears throat> excuse me him and Larry work together so well because and they have countless projects together because of the same reason like he'll give Larry just everything that he's looking for and that he's comfortable on. I was I was kind of like really impressed and kind of like blown away by how much I liked this song, and like I was waiting I was I wanted a reason not to like it and to tell Reds like yo don't ever suggest no bullshit like this again but I was actually pleasantly surprised and really enjoyed this project and um, I'm a little disappointed in myself that you know I couldn't be a, a hater and figure something else out. <laughs> um, yeah, when I actually when I pitched this one I was like, wonder how he's gonna feel about this. Like we'll see. I couldn't wait to hear what he thought about it. So uh, so I'm pleasantly surprised that that he actually really yeah i mean it's because like i kind of i kind of already had an idea that he wasn't like some super lyrical guy so like Mm -hmm. that i think me going in knowing that kind of like made me more open-minded and i heard what i heard and i wasn't mad at it um this is a this is one of those projects where i'm like i'm listening to it and i'm just like all right does is is the industry missing out on something or does he not want the industry to find out about him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I That's think... That's what I'm trying to figure out. I honestly think he's trying to figure that out, too. I think he's mm-hmm. at a crossroads with fame. Like, I, I read an interview that he did um, with The Ringer recently, and um, it was it was right when one of his albums was going to come out. And um, he was like, yo, if fame finds me, cool. And I focused on that part, like, fame finds me, which means that, like, you know, he's not necessarily looking for it. Okay. So he was like, yo, if fame finds me, cool, but, like... I'm good with what I'm doing now. I just saw, and I follow him on Instagram, and I saw that he was in um, Paris, and it was sold out. It was a sold-out show, and it was packed. It was like, you know, so he definitely has his niche his niche audience that really follows him. I mean, he had, he sells out smaller venues, you know. He had Irvin Plaza 
was that Irving Plaza? Yeah, yeah it, it was, was Irving Plaza. Plaza. He had Irving Plaza packed out, you know, and um, which is like something for, for an artist, especially that's not from here, to right. come to New York and sell out Irving Plaza. So he's doing he's doing his thing on a smaller scale, and I think he's comfortable with that. Like he just wants to maintain his lifestyle. So I think it's working in his favor. Um, yeah, good suggestion, Reg. Good job. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say is your overall rating for this one? Um. You wanna know what? Ignorance is bliss, and I, I didn't I haven't listened to any of his other albums. I'll give this a four out of five waffles because I haven't heard anything else. So I usually I'm able to judge other art like artist discography against it or something. I don't know another artist that's like him. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't this was all I got from him and I enjoyed it and I took in what it was. So I'll give it a four out of five waffles. Okay. I I actually agree with that. I'll give it a four as well. Um I think the more you listen to, the more you'll listen to him, the more you'll understand, obviously. You can just you can pretty much get the scope of how he is with each album. Like you don't necessarily have to listen to each one. But every one after this, it's an enjoyable listen for its own reason. Like he adds little splices of how who he is as a person in them and like he explores more melodies too going forward within his um in his discography, which is cool. Um and he's becoming more of a well rounded artist. He already has everything else that's working for him as far as you know the um the image the 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 image that he's selling what he promotes all of that shit is super positive but also still the edge of a rapper from the hood that's like yo you know test me and it can go there but i'm not on that right now you know Hmm. um which which i fucking i really like that about him um so yeah we agree on a four out of five and um and i do and I do encourage everyone to listen to Larry's music. I think it's dope. I think he's about a po- like a positive positivity that we don't get in rap right now. Get that vitamin C. You know? So uh, I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian V. We out of here, y'all. Catch you next time.